Bada bing, bada boom. Like sands through the hourglass, these are the gay days of our lives. And if I sound different this time, it's because I'm using a different microphone. It looks pretty good to me, if you ask if me. If only you could see it. We're, we're going to find a way to post a picture. But if you think about Elvis Presley singing on a stage, uh, leaning over into the crowd with the microphone on a stand, and he's bellowing one of his big songs. My blue suede shoes. Actually, I was thinking of a different one. Good enough. Uh, and I'll do a little bit of it for you here. Please. So it starts with boom, 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 boom. You know I. How's it go? Let's see. I'll shook up. No, don't be cruel. You know I can't be found sitting here all alone. If you can't be around, please, please telephone. Don't be cruel. I started too low. <laughs> too hard, that's true. This is the microphone he used to sing that song. Wow. It's History. A, it's a silver birdcage kind of thing. If you look it up on the Internet, you'll find it. So, Daniel, you're using the Shure... Uh, what's it say on there? The Shure PG-48. A PG-48. And Carl's using a, a Sony. Tell us what that is, Carl. It is a sleek, no-name microphone. Yeah, okay. Um, pressed steel. Okay. But you have to talk into it to describe it. It's a Sony condenser. A uh, Sony none, condenser. Yeah, and none of that really matters. <clears throat> now... It's been two weeks since we talked, I believe. Is that right? Last Wednesday, I was driving to California, and then last Thursday, Daniel was driving to California. It was the Wednesday before that was the last time we, we had a discussion. What were we doing in California? I went on a little vacation, a week-long vacation, more or less, just to get out of the Tucson heat. So I went from hot to hotter. <laughs> It's always like that, isn't it? It is. You have to go way far into California to get out of the... The heat, yeah, the, right. But the, it, was, it was lovely. Um, did social... So we went to... We stayed at a friend's house, and all the food, drink, and entertainment was there. Social distance, isolated, etc. Everything was brought to us. We, we did a little bit of going out, but nothing like we would normally do. Hmm. Modified. It was, everything was. It okay. was a modified going out. Yes. Okay. Now, when I got there, oh, oh when did you come home? T tell us about came, the. Came back on Monday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, I came home early, so we were originally going to come back on Wednesday, but came back on Monday instead um, because I had a few clients that I needed to to help out. And it was worth it because you were able to write an offer. There you go. That's so what we need. Great. Okay. Yeah. So. And do we know how that's going yet? Yeah. So it's it's accepted. We're under contract. Things are great. Huh. Damn. Okay. So you don't fool around. You wrote the offer there. You, um, they called you or? No. What? They they called me. Said we want to look at a house. Showed it on Tuesday morning. Wrote the offer Tuesday afternoon. Got it accepted. And here we are. Okay. Great. Before we started this. We were in the kitchen kind of preparing. Some sensitive topics came up. And as much as we would like to cover all the sensitive topics that are out there, we know there's a lot of them. What's the problem? Why, why is it we can't? 
Is there a reason that, is there other reasons that there are some things that are kind of off limits here? I think because, um, you know, for, for our audience, we need to protect the um, individual that we may be talking about. Delicate ears. Yeah, delicate ears. And obviously, we don't want to offend anybody. So we don't talk about politics, religion, or I don't know. Can you guys name any other topic that we don't speak of? Well, that's the thing is that initially I thought we were here to kind of uh, run everything through the grist mill. <laughs> and we soon realized that that is all right in theory, but in practice it's not always a good idea. Self watching what you say and do is always a good thing. Okay, self censor. Mm-hmm. Self censoring. I like that. You heard it here first. You. <laughs> While uh, I was in California with you, you invited me to dinner yes. at Mark's and Jerry's house. Jerry was not there, but Mark was there. Mark prepared shish kebabs, mm-hmm. and Peter was there. So the three of us, four of us, had a really great evening, and then we sat in the hot tub for a while. Mm-hmm. That was a lovely experience, by the way. I mean, we were able to just put it all out there in kind of in reference to our previous podcast where we talked about therapy and and things of that nature. Peter is that person for me. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Quincy is that person for me. And um, I think it's out of the bag now. Yeah, it's out of the bag. (laughs) But there is just so much um, someone that's so close to you um, that you can talk about. And, um, I would say this, Tom, you're, you're also becoming that person for me where I can be my open, honest, authentic self and tell you things that I wouldn't otherwise talk, uh, talk to anybody about, including Peter. Okay. Everyone needs a confidant. Yes. Yes. On, uh, I dream of Jeannie. It was Roger. What? Roger. What? <laughs> I actually met him one time. The guy that played Roger. Did you confide in him? Bill Daly. He was also he was later on the Bob Newhart show. Huh? He was uh, one of the oh, patients. He was. Yeah, right. yeah. And we were doing this home show in Phoenix, and for some reason he was there, and he came walking around all the booths. So he came to our booth and yeah. introduced himself. That was fun. And he talks real quietly, just the way he did on both of those shows. Now. While we were in the hot tub, one of the things that came up was don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Now, what does when I say don't ask, don't tell, Carl, what does that mean to you? Well, the first thing it means to me is that it was about gays in the military. Right. Yeah. It's gone far beyond that. But yeah, and I, th- I think uh, there's a lot of applications for don't ask, don't tell. Um, not only in the military, but in in people's private life. If um, someone doesn't want to tell you about, you know, what happens behind closed doors, um, unless they're asked about it, they don't tell you about it. I knew this guy uh, whose name, I I will say his name as soon as I can think of it, (laughs) Ken. I worked with him way back when. He was this super handsome, interesting, big personality kind of guy. And he met this guy, Jim, in the Safeway grocery store. When I first met Ken, he was single. All of a sudden, I'm now with Jim. Really? 
Where'd this come from? Oh, the checkout line at Safeway. What? Who knew we would have cruising? Supermarket. Yeah, exactly. This we was uh, was this the one right there off of Broadway and Campbell? It was the one at Broadway and Campbell. Bada bing, bada boom. And this was at least 15 years ago, maybe more. By the way, do you do you gents happen to know a a na- um, guy of the name Terry, who works at Safeway? We don't know a Terry that works at Safeway. Okay, never mind. Which one? That one. That one. I ha- I never go in that one. It's okay. too far away. Mm. Why do you know him, or do you? Is she, I, I, let's don't ask and let's don't tell. Bada bing, bada is it boom. like that? Yeah. So is it worth the trip? He, he's How a good-looking he? guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Ken <clears throat> had a uh, he had a rather loose definition of fidelity. Let's okay. put it that way. And I said, "How are you and Jim going to reconcile this?" And the answer was, "We tell each other everything." If I have a little frolicking thing I immediately tell him and if he has a frolicking thing he immediately tells me and that's what keeps it working and I'm thinking whoa is that is that how is that, does that work for everybody I would say no there's no, no um, there's no like there's no relationship um, there, I can't think of relationships that are identical, even with a, a common denominator, the same person, let's say. Um, let's say person A and person B are having a relationship. Person A goes and, ha- you know, they break up, has another relationship, let's say, with person C, D, E, F, G, etc. And each of those relationships are different. Um different roles, different um, all-around dynamics. Okay. But that's this idea of telling everybody, telling everybody everything is not a thing that maybe you would do. That's correct. No. I I like to yeah. keep my personal life personal yeah. in, in terms of um, relationship dynamics. I tell Peter a lot, but I don't tell him everything. No. Okay. And I, I'd imagine it's the same way um, with him if, mm-hmm. you know, he, he tells me a lot, but he doesn't tell me everything. No. And, um, you know, if I wanted to know, I could ask, but I don't. And I think there comes a understanding where I, I really don't want to know, but I, I would feel, I feel secure enough in the relationship that I could ask if I wanted to. Okay. Okay. Carl, do you have any views on this? Well, we have no rule books. I mean, unlike heterosexual relationships where there's a marriage involved and there are legal expectations, we have to make ours up as we go along. Mm-hmm. And they can change over time. Yeah, I, that's true. I think every relationship can be fluid and ever so changing. Okay. The reason I went to California was to work on a low-power, low-budget television station <laughs> in Apple Valley, California, slash will, Victorville. We will get to the reason I'm laughing. I've heard this story, but it's quite funny. <laughs> and it's quite funny. Is it okay to tell some of the headlines? of? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I should tell it chronologically or the way it was actually revealed, but my friend Frank is an engineer freelance television broadcast engineer 
he and I both worked real jobs in the industry, and now we're both retired, and he dabbles, well, he more than dabbles in, and he has all these clients on an hourly basis. So Brent is his hourly client in Victorville. The entire studio is in his game room with his pool table. So uh, around the perimeter of the pool table is all the equipment that is this television station. There's a big tower out in the driveway that shoots the picture 30 miles away to the mountain, which is where the transmitter actually beams the picture. I've got a question, and I don't think we ever discussed this. Are we talking about, like, a multi-million dollar mansion that has all these equipment? Are we talking low-grade, kind of someone doing it on their, you know, spare time, you know, as a retirement hobby that they have tons of money to throw at it, or is it very low-tech? It's a, this is a rich man's hobby for Brent. Okay. The house is a beautiful uh, seven, eight-figure home, I don't know, that his parents built. The father's deceased. The mother is impaired. So Brent lives there on a trust fund and uses his trust fund money to indulge his hobbies and have fun, including buying the defunct license for this television station, which is sitting there dark. So... Frank helped him cobble this thing together. We buy this used off eBay. We buy this out of some guy's warehouse. And before you know it, we hook it all together, and you kind of have a television station. It only has 100 watts. You can only see it for about 20 miles. But Brent does make a tiny bit of money off it because he transmits home shopping jewelry channel. And anybody in that zip code that buys jewelry, he gets a 10% cut of it. Wow. So last month, $5,280 $5,280 worth of jewelry was sold in that zip code from people bucks. watching that show. It's 500 bucks. And he got a check for 528 bucks. Yeah. It's so, more than a mile's worth of dough. It is more than a mile's worth of dough. It's about a block of dough. <laughs> Think of it that way. <laughs> but anyway, the thing needs to be better. It, it's barely on the air. We want to make it better. For instance, we want to be able to bring in, let's say, a real estate agent who's ambitious and handsome and wants to increase his presence in the Apple Valley Victorville market. So he comes on Brent's show. They turn on the camera in the pool table room. They interrupt Russian television news, <laughs> and they have, which is what the main channel is. They have a 15-minute conversation about real estate. And the agent pays Brent $100 for having gone on television. So... We had to get the camera working. The camera wasn't working. So my job when I went there was to get the camera to work. So that was how I spent most of the day. The first day was getting the camera to go. How much is a camera? It's a $20,000 camera. uh... This is a serious camera. This is not a little toy camera. This was a Panasonic camera that was used as the weather camera in a little tiny station in Ely, Nevada. So Frank, it was willed to Frank... And we had to go to the storage unit and get the good tripod for it. So there's all these strange machinations that we had to go through. But we got the tripod, got the camera, got the cable, turned it on, adjusted the colors. It looks great. Wow. So, but he doesn't have any lighting equipment, so he has to buy lighting equipment. Everything you do requires another thing to make it better and make it better. And make it's it a better. whole cascade of... It's a cascade. There is a camera up on the mountain that is shot at the city or the valley, and it's supposed to transmit the picture back as a sky cam. 
on one of the auxiliary channels. Well, it was broken, so we had to drive up the mountain and fix that camera. That was our other job. After we did all this, Friday night, we're getting, we're kind of done. The entire thing goes down. It completely dies. We have no picture at all. And your answer was? Oy vey. Oy vey, yeah. (laughs) Well, Frank was up to here with the whole thing. That could be a blessing in disguise. It could. But he's got all this money sitting there. He's got all this equipment sitting there. And there's no picture and no sound. So Frank needs to go back and fix it. But Frank is kind of up to here with the whole thing. Because, I know I'm talking a lot. It is my show. But I'll try to wrap this up. We found out after I got there that a week before there had been a break-in. A break-in. In the middle of nowhere. This is in a rich neighborhood that's... That uh, why would people be cruising around breaking into rich people's houses? I don't know. Sounds like an inside job. I think it was an inside job. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, where's the dragnet theme? Somebody got in through the garage, pried open, destroyed a safe, took precious coins out of it and cash, then made their way directly to the back room where the studio is. Now, how do you know where the studio is? Yep, if you don't know. If you don't know, how do you know? Well, they start knocking computers over, pulling plugs out of the wall. They threw stuff into. They threw stuff into the pool. There's an indoor pool right next to the game room. There were monitors and computers in the bottom of the pool, that had wow. to be fished out. So they're all sitting there drying out. They'll probably never work again. Thank goodness we did not have the twenty thousand dollar camera set up because it would have ended up in the pool. Well, I'm sure there's insurance money. There is. There is. Luckily, nobody got hurt. Things can get replaced, but people cannot. Saturday morning, Frank leaves to go do an electric car excursion with his friend who just bought a new electric car. I had to go to Palm Springs because of the memorial for Timothy Brown, the Berlin patient, which was coming up. Frank said, are you sure you can't stay another night? Because if the burglars come back, it'd be good if you were there. <laughs> Cue the laugh so you track. you had taken your machete with you. Yeah. <laughs> As I said in my uh, write-up of this, citing my lack of training in hand-to-hand combat and firearm handling, I declined. So <laughs> if somebody broke in again, we don't know. I don't know. If there's stuff in the bottom of the pool, well, somebody's going to have to fish it out, but it won't be me. So that's my adventure, and I will invoice Frank for money to get paid back for this, even though the thing is not on the air. We, we both feel bad that it's not on the air. It's going to take some. We have to figure out why. We don't know why. That's another matter. Yeah. Troubleshooting. It can be expensive. It certainly it, it is expensive. It is expensive, yeah. So I know we're not supposed to talk about politics, but Thursday night's a big night. This is tomorrow night. <clears throat> yes, sir. And uh, I wish... I, I bet the person that's pl- pushing the mute button is having is going to have a blast. Mute. 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 I'm looking for the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think it's this one. Uh, go ahead. Try talking. Mute. 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 Uh, no, you're. St- I think you're still there. I must have turned the wrong one. How about... Uh, where are you? No, that, that's got to be it. Try it again. Mute. 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 Okay. 
we can sort of hear you, but you're off mic. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow night, if a certain person starts talking too much and they do this. Hello, hello, hello. They start babbling, psycho babbling bullshit. There's only, it's only barely coming through. Now, if we, if we turn you back on. I'm back. You're back. Okay, good. Are you going to be? <laughs> I'm back. But for how long? Are you going to behave yourself this time? Yes. No okay. more cycle babble bullshit. <laughs> okay. And who is going to be the moderator of this? Kristen Welker. Yeah, and mm. she's very well respected. Oh, she's in... smart. She is super smart. She takes nothing from anybody. So, yeah, we'll be watching. We'll turn it on and watch. And the weather. They're predicting a giant change in the weather here. It's been hot here, 90-something. Mm -hmm. And they're saying by Monday, it will be 70s. I can't wait. I know. I just, you know, I like fashion, and I like to layer up. And Well, now what are you wearing right now? Describe what you're wearing right now. I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah, and your backwards nasty and pig I, hat. And there we go. Yeah. But your hair looks longer. It is. When longer. are you going to get it cut again? I'm probably not. I'm probably not going to. You're going to leave it like this. Oh uh, yeah, switch it up. You know, this yeah. this year is the year of the pandemic, and I the never must look as good. <laughs> I I dyed my hair blonde this year of all things. I mean, they're all bets are off. So I think I'm going to let it grow and do a Fabio look. A Fabio. Fabio, yes. And I'll be bare chested, riding on a horse, bareback. <laughs> I don't have any kind of comeback for that. <laughs> well, you'd hardly wait. <laughs> David Lee Roth, you know who that is? He's in. He was a big singer in Van Halen. Okay. Long hair, performed bare-chested, strutted around the stage in his tight pants. Oh, yes, the yellow. That's uh, a different guy. Oh, never mind. That's Black Oak, Arkansas. But this David Lee Roth was right up there with, mm -hmm. with him, Jim Mangrum. Anyway... David Lee Roth did an interview on Sunday on CBS Sunday Show. And if I advise everybody, please, if you didn't see it, go to YouTube or go to CBS.com and find the David Lee Roth interview. It will knock you over because he's now this cranky old man. Hmm. And I kept thinking, who's this cranky old man that's talking like he was in a rock band? Oh, it's David Lee Roth. He was in a rock band, but he's changed so much. And it's worth three minutes to watch that. So... Um, do you ever feel like you're turning into a cranky old man, Carl? It depends on the day. <laughs> or who's provoking you. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen you provoked in a long time. I've not been cranky for a while. No. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to go for the inner peace old man. Okay, good. Good, good, good. All right. That doesn't always work. Have you had any encounters with cranky old men lately? All the time. Really? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> These yeah. are in your in the course of your work. In the course of my work, I get yeah. angry people. Not angry people, just people that um, have different expectations from reality. I believe we're going to use a new version of our closeout song. Uh, we can't hear it right now. I'm going to edit it in later. But what is our closeout song? L is for the way you look at me. Go ahead. With my hair? Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, I was very, very extraordinary. <laughs> you still are. Now, now I'm O. 
I'm sorry. I will do the L. Do the L. Do the yours again. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than you adore. That's close enough. <laughs> and we'll be back in a week or so, I hope. Yes, sir. And we'll talk some more. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs>